Pele leaned in and said something to Freddie. Don't let them change you. Keep working on what makes you different and what makes you special. It was great advice, but it caused me some problems. But what could change Freddie do? Soccer is going to explode and it's going to be around this kid. We were the Beatles. Everywhere we went, it was the Freddie show. And with that came the expectation and with that came the pressure. New episodes of American Prodigy dropped Tuesdays from Blue Wire Podcasts. Blue Wire. Three on the way! Yes! Paul George nails it! For the win! All right, Dunks and Discourse, episode 63. Uh, we're going to talk some NBA over-unders today. We're going to talk about the first two nights of action. Uh, we're going to give a shout-out to our first week Draft King winner. Um, we are going to talk about James Harden continuing to make us talk about James Harden. And, uh, you know, Jabari, we're going to have to start with, I don't want to bury the lead. As, as usual, I don't want to bury the lead. And we are going to have to start out with R.J. Barrett. Sticking up the biggest middle finger to draft blog boys who told me his career was over after one bad rookie season with the Knicks. So, yeah, what a day. Yeah, Hey, shout out to him. What was he, 10 for 10 in that first quarter? Yeah, man, he could not miss. He like I don't think he was 10 for 10. He was, he was 5 for 5 in that first quarter, I think. Oh, but, okay. Yeah. But, yeah, he could he could not miss. I think he had like 10 points, 3, re- three rebounds, 2 assists that first quarter. Was basically flawless. Um, kicked it off with a couple threes right off the hop. Uh, yeah, so apparently, you know, Canada's greatest prospect ever was not doomed to suck after, uh, you know, a bumpy rookie ride. Wait, are you already bumping Maple Jordan off of that greatest prospect ever list? Oh, he was already gone. <laughs> I know, I know. And, you know, it's funny. I used to feel sorry about about making that joke. I'm sure we'll get there, but my God. I, I, I was calling... Like, it's easy to not to like Wiggins, too, because of how he treated Team Canada once he became a pro mm-hmm. um, and how he played for Canada the last time he played for them. But, like, I, I was calling him Maple Burrell on the time. Maple Burrell. That's about right. I mean, I'm sorry. Like, yeah, like are we saying the guy is absolutely atrocious? No. But it, it it's, and maybe it's just, maybe this is just a matter of, like, it's unfair for like the hype machine to be quite as strong as it is for these you know sixteen and seventeen year old prospects, but it's it's official that that that's that's done right. Like there's no more Wiggins Island, right? Uh, you know what? There, there's probably still some Warriors fans holding out hope, but like again, yeah. um, I'm not a big fan of like calling people out for the whole like you need to watch more basketball thing. But people mm-hmm. who were telling me that Andrew Wiggins was significantly going to flip. Who he was and how he played overnight in Golden State just didn't watch Andrew Wiggins for the first six years of his career. That's like, also folks that are wanting it, you know, wanting to say, "Oh, our cult, you know, our culture will make will make the difference." And while I get that, no, yeah, no. and um, there's a couple conversations to be had. Let's wait a few more games on that Warriors culture one. But like, there was a Warriors fan who was arguing with me that like Wiggins was going to, you know, vastly choose uh, or replot. His, his shot chart. Like, he was... <laughs> this was the year... Like, he... And his whole argument was, like, Steph's going to talk to him. And when a player like Steph talks to him, you know, he's going to listen. And um, 
he was like, I don't think anyone has ever told him in his career. And, and you know, Steph and Dre are going to tell him. And I was like, you don't think he's had teammates and coaches and, you know, checked his Twitter mentions and personal friends and family members to be like, hey, Andrew, could you only drive or shoot threes? Like, could you please stop pulling up in the mid-range because you, you weren't really good about good at it? Like, could you stop taking a two-dribble pull-up instead of taking, you know, five steps and trying to get to the rim? Like, those conversations have happened, man. Like, the, the amount, you know, the amount of naivety to even throw that out in the timeline, like, this is the first time anyone's going to tell him straight. <laughs> I'm like, what do you think Minnesota did for six years? Think they just clapped from the bench? Like, you do you. We're happy we're paying you $147 million. Like... We we didn't all just witness the Jimmy situation two years ago. It kind of follows. It kind of follows the like their front office did a media tour about how they were you know light years ahead, and their fans now think like basic yeah. basketball conversations are um, you know foreign to everybody else. But I mean, I don't. I, don't, I wanted to praise RJ Barrett. I didn't want to crap on Andrew Wiggins. I will say this: <laughs> that there is no way that Wiggins can be that bad all season. Like he just. Agreed. He'll yeah. he'll he'll sit, he'll settle in. He'll be more comfortable. He'll you know listen to Steph and he <laughs> he'll 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 you know appreciate the gravity and all of that. No, to be honest with you, the star that you know the you know, the straw that's going to stir that drink is whether Draymond can be healthy and effective on the defensive end. If he if he can be, I'm not expecting you know 2013, 2014, or whatever 2015 you know Draymond, but if he can just be effective, I think I think they can be significantly better. But right now. Yeah, I, I know that. I know. Yeah, you know, we still need to. It's a small sample size, and and all, and all of that. I am completely off of the all that nonsense that folks were talking about Golden State being a contender last year. Or this I, le- year. I left them off my playoff ballot. There you I are. Left them off my playoff ballot. Um, yeah. A couple things on that game since we're there. Wiggins um, will shoot four of sixteen again, like he will, mm-hmm. but like he's not going to miss that many good shots. And he did have some good shots in that game. Um, again, to that, like, I mean, he will, but, like, not every night. It was more worrisome on defense mm-hmm. that he was just getting cooked. Like, Spencer Dinwiddie's taking him to the rack. Like, Joe Harris, he's not closing on Joe Harris. Like, he Take is, your turns. He, he looks, yeah, he looked worse on defense than he did on offense. And to be honest, like, Kelly Oubre, who people really want to like, didn't look any better to me. Like, I know that Kelly Oubre had a nice dunk, and he tried a couple things in the air, and I was excited about them too. But, like, Kelly Oubre also shot 3 of 14 and was getting smoked on defense and tied Wiggins and Eric Pascal for a team worse minus 28. I think at least with Oubre, you, you, you get the feeling like he's going to try, you know, on a nightly basis. And, 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 and look, I try not to get into the, oh, look at the facial expression or, you know, like, you know is he really into it or, and all of that? Because, like, honestly, it's not our jobs to get into these guys' you know minds. But at the very least, I, I think fans can kind of appreciate that. We, you know, from the Wigan side of things, like you said, it just looks like it's like, oh, okay, hey, look, I'm here to play. You know, I'm here. I'm here to go. But you're probably right in terms of the you know ultimate productivity. You know, one will look better, but the, you know, it, it, they'll probably be you know just around the same. I I yeah. I don't know. They're both they're both you know, average to below average wings to me. Yeah. At this point, but um, on the positive side, James Wiseman looked pretty good. I I saw people I saw people pooping on him. I, I saw people pooping him on him on the timeline, like saying he looked lost out there. I'm like, oh, they suck. His first game. 
They suck. <laughs> it's his first game. He barely played in college. They're getting cooked. Steph looks like he doesn't give a damn. And, you know, he's still trying to make some things happen. He's still doing some things around the rim. He can put the ball on the floor. I, I don't really have a good comp. Um, you know, uh, a buddy of mine was making, like, that guy, uh, Christian, who loves the Bulls, mm-hmm. was making the Bosch comment. And, mm-hmm. you know, someone else was like, oh, I'm going to keep saying Bosch because he's a left-handed big, you know. But I, I don't think – he's, like, more confident putting the ball on the floor than Bosch was in year one. And he runs the floor better, but he's nowhere – near or sorry he he rim 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 runs better but he's nowhere near as like fluid playing at either end and so like i don't really have a great comp but i i i would feel pretty good about james wiseman if i was the warriors he's a guy like and and like you i don't have a great comp either but i i would feel i would absolutely feel good about him you know look the conversation that needs to be held is how long before they start looking at the future okay and and i know you i know that's something that, that will come up but with james wiseman i'll say this Anybody that's poo-pooing him, you're like, I feel like we get this every year where it's like, you know, we, we, we jump out the window talking about like, oh, this guy is officially a bust or this guy, you know, doesn't look good in the very first action that I've ever personally seen him. So that means, you know, that means that it, you know, everybody else's expectations are, are, are pointless and, and, and the guy is going to be terrible. He looked rough, a little bit shaky at the start, but really settled in. And obviously down the stretch of that game, I'm, I'm, I don't know if you watched the garbage time you know minutes. I actually did. You know, he. He put together, so he put together some good little moves. And look, James Wiseman is going to be, you know, at the very least, looks like he's going to be a good player. And like I said, if if you're Golden State, you, know, you need to start considering, <laughs> considering the future. Well, that's the thing, though, and and to this conversation, like, who could they trade him for that makes them significantly better? Because you. To make any trade work for a star, you're probably sending back Andrew Wiggins, who has a negative value right now. Like, if you wanted to move Wiggins, they're giving picks up. Definitely. So, who who is who is the player out there that you could trade James Wiseman in that Minnesota pick that you're proud of? Which I don't think will be as bad as people think it will be. By the way, I, um, I told what, you the team that I think it, it's going to end up being. Or, <laughs> I honestly think that they're going to end up being in the hardened conversation, whether they should or should not, and they probably should not. But I think they're going to end up in that conversation. That's the one name. That's the like. I mean, I guess if you want to if you want to swing on Harden, but I think that um, I think the Warriors might be better off. Playing this year out, you know, trying to make the playoffs, but if you don't, you don't. Next mm-hmm. year, you come back with Clay, and you have a lottery pick, and you have James Wiseman, and maybe you've extended your window in the way that the Spurs did when they had, I mean, Aldridge was older when he went there, but like trading for Kawhi on draft night, and maybe Steph Curry gets the Tim Duncan treatment down the stretch where he gets to be, you know, an all-star, very good player on some contending teams, but doesn't have to be all-world because you've added in some youth that can play. And I almost think, like, the with what's out there on the trade market, I almost feel like the Warriors are better off kind of riding the year, seeing what they have in Wiseman, maybe taking a look at this draft that everyone's excited about next year, and not overreacting and trying to add Harden into this mix. I absolutely 100% agree with you. That's what they should do. 
I'm not saying that I think that they should be in this Harden conversation. I just think that they ultimately will feel that pressure, especially on the heels of last year, especially with the prospect of like, oh, okay, like if we ride this out, that'll just be another, you know, another year where we're going into the draft when in actuality, it doesn't appear that that's where their mind is. Even And, and that's the whole reason why I, I, I was pounding on the, hey, they should really start considering the future because I don't think they're going to. Um, you know, we, we'll, we'll see. You know, we will absolutely see. And I'm sure we'll, we'll end up getting to the Harden stuff. But yeah, let, let, let's go to let's go to Harden and let's just let's get it over with um so I mean if you if you missed everything yesterday James Harden was caught at an event um pictures were circulating of him looking a little little I'll say tipsy um having a good time without a mask at, at, at a public gathering okay um COVID guidelines laid out by Adam Silver can't be with people other than 15 people obviously should be wearing a mask um, people obviously started making uh, strip club jokes, and James Harden's defense was, well, actually, it was a bar. <laughs> it was not a strip. And she was my friend. So um, because she was my friend and it was at a bar, uh, I don't want to be in trouble. And people can say what they want to say. And I just, I cannot, it was like the clue game. Like it was Jabari. You know, in in the dining room with the knife, and you're like, well, actually, actually. it was the rope. <laughs> I, I killed him with the rope. Um, I'm so sick of him, man. I'm so sick of this guy. Listen, we talked about this. We oh, or we've been talking about this for several weeks now. And I described, you know, and, and I and it's crazy to me. I still see people defending him on the timeline. I still people, see, you know, see people saying like, oh, well, you know, it's just a matter of everybody's watching him now. It's like, no, 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 no. For one, even if that's the case, you you deserved it. You earned it. And two, this is not just this is not a matter of a player flexing his muscle. This, like I said a few weeks ago, is a guy being an asshole at work. That's all. We all have them. We all have those coworkers where even if they're really good at what they do, whether they're the boss, mid-management, or you know, lines, you know, on the same line as us, or you know, wherever we may be, you know, that they they may be, you know, they may even be funny guys. They may be great at what they do, but every so often they act like assholes, and we all know it. Everybody in the office sees it. That's what this guy's doing. That's all I got for that. It's gone further than that. Like, you know, hey. He had the asshole moment. He's continuing to take it further. Um, three days ago, I was like, you know what Houston really needs to do is they just got to suspend him. Yes. They got to get him away from the team. Okay. They, like Because, you know, he's not making anybody else's life better there. They got to get him away from the team. They got to start to put some pressure on him financially. And then, you know, give it two weeks. Let him be a non-story. And then get back to the phones and try to make a trade when other teams aren't, you mm-hmm. know... Howling at the moon because they know they got you on the ropes. And I was bombarded with, like, I had a big account who I've never seen before on NBA Twitter quote me and say, like, oh, you just couldn't wait to uh, hate on a black man in power or something like that. Mm-hmm. And, like, I got all these quote tweets, like, oh, I bet you're loving this, like, seeing a black man get exposed. And I was just like, <laughs> yeah, let- this is James, like, is anyone else following the song? And then. You know, I'll let you hop in a sec here, but like, then then yesterday, I see every not that it should matter at all which accounts, but like every account on here was like we should suspend James Harden, like that guy needs to go, like that's just that's just the course of action available to them right now. Yeah, sorry, you you know I was chomping at the bit, and I do apologize for for, for jumping in, but 
anybody saying that dumb shit to you, go fuck yourself. That's coming from me, a black man, a blacky black 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 man telling you to go fuck yourself because y'all know y'all know damn well that man has been acting like a total jerk off at you know at, at the office. He's a distraction, and this is me, also someone that loves the fact that James Harden is one of the greatest players that we've seen over the last fifty years. That's indisputable. But another thing that's that that you know another another thing you cannot dispute is the fact that the guy is an asshole of the of the highest grade and is absolutely actively sabotaging a franchise that regardless of whether he wants to call them the Knicks of the South or any of that or dysfunctional or all of those things it's a it's a situation that he has absolutely been there for and been a part of so yeah, I, I I don't I I'm I'm not even going to play with that little that little nonsense of like trying to keep a black man down because I am you everyone that listens that has ever listened to the show knows that I'm a hundred percent in in favor of players in favor of empowerment but again that is not what this is no it's not I mean I was laughing because people were like stop pocket watching and like like stop trying to take this man's money I'm like he got fined fifty thousand dollars and he's gonna make fifty million. You know, like he's gonna be I right. he, he's not even sweating it, man. Like if he was sweating it, he wouldn't be doing any of this junk. Um, it's reached such a point where like everyone is collectively, you know, like two, it took two days later for people mm-hmm. who were hating me on the timeline to all get there themselves. But um, no, nobody's in his corner anymore, man. And I'm hearing whispers that like the uh, quote unquote advice that he's getting is if you want out of Houston, you have to be a dickhead. Like, if you if you want to force Tillman Fertitta's hand, this is what you have to do. And I think that's really bad advice, man. Because I know I'm sure there are a lot of teams looking at him right now. Like, man, he is. Like we we see his talent. We know who he is. But like, we are scared to invite that into our locker room, especially if, especially if he's not going to sign off on us first. If he's not going to say, "Hey, I'd be stoked to go to Denver." I'd be very scared to trade for him as Denver right now. You're a hundred percent right on that, and here's the deal: like a few weeks ago, I I, w- I was one of the ones saying like it will not be difficult to trade him because of the talent that's there. He has absolutely changed that. He has this tactic. While whoever whomever has given him this information and 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 told him to go there, they've also limited the opportunities. Because while I think I, I honestly believe that there would have been as many as five teams that would have been in line before, now there may only be one or two. Yeah, and and, and 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 honestly, it's what you get. It's what you deserve. And it's tough, man, because um, you know Jason Maples was saying like on the timeline like he was going off about like this is what Adam Silver gets for being about player empowerment, and he was like mm-hmm. really on that wave. And Sam Esfandiari was uh, really going at Adam Silver like nobody respects him, nobody respects his rules. Um, and like I think there's a shred of truth to both of these, but I did I did comment like it's not player empowerment it's star empowerment yep because the rest of that rockets locker room um and i understand that there was like a haircut situation three of them went to get a haircut and there was a worry out of that mm-hmm. but like the rest of that locker room you know the the issue of the rookie Deshaun tate throwing the ball or getting the ball thrown at him or whatever mm-hmm. like the altercations the multiple altercations in the locker room in preseason like that team is not better off because harden has been empowered you know like uh, put aside that someone was talking about like the 2012 Dwight Howard saga and was that worse? Like, you know, Harden's endangering some lives in a pandemic on top of the fact that he's making life hell for his teammates. Like, this isn't in player empowerment. This is, you know, superstars doing superstar bullshit. It's, it, they are kind of different issues. That's That'd be my clarification. But I Adam, agree. 
Adam Silver's got to stop doing this because Adam Silver keeps making these soft rules. But these are our COVID rules. These are our guidelines. This is what we're going to do. And the player's like, yeah, 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 fuck you, Adam. And at some point, like, he's got to do something or he's just got to not pretend that they're rules. Okay, so let's also keep this real. We, all right, we soft-stepped it with the bubble and it worked and that's and we gave them all the credit that they deserved and we should have because it was fantastic especially given the, all of the uncertainty that was going on not enough conversation was had and 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 I know that a lot of it is because you know we're all you know tired of it we're all you know it kind of exacerbated on the conversation but not enough was had about the decision to you know to not only not playing bubbles but in some circumstances arenas will have fans in there and <sighs> Even even that step back, even that additional you know uh, you know uh, you know layer of I, I or I, I guess um you know that, that being lax about that to my in my estimation it disarms things even even slightly with players and with people around the league. Now I'm not blaming Adam Silver for this because I do understand ultimately these guys are in the business of making money. Yes, yes, this is entertainment for all of us and it's great. It's great, you know, it's great to have, but this is the business of making money for them, so they have to get out there and they have to do certain things. But let's just be we have to be honest about this. They are all taking risks. They are all taking significantly more risks than they took within the bubble and on it and and what it really boils down to is if a if we won't even make this about Harden. If a player doesn't care enough to at least follow these minimum guidelines, honestly, they should be t- they should be removed from the, they should be removed from the situation. It should not just be a, a quick little fine. Yeah, it, it needs to be significant. And like people were like, "Oh, how can you how can you legislate this? Like, how can you um, protect against this at all times? And you can't. And that is the reality of all laws, okay? There are people who are drunk drivers and get away with it. And there are people who are drunk drivers and get caught. And you make an example of those people who get caught. And that's what you have to do here. Like, that's the way the world works. If, you know, if you, if, if Terry Rozier and Gordon Hayward went out after the game last night, and they're like, huh. man, we had 70 together. That's not going to happen again this season. And they were having a good old time. <laughs> and they, you know, that there's a, a picture surfaces in the morning of Gordon Hayward with 87 people, you know, smashing beers. Then suspend Gordon Hayward for five or ten games and send a very loud FU that this needs to be taken more seriously. And too bad that Terry Rozier wasn't in the photo. You didn't get, you didn't punish him. You could only do what you can only do. And there's just going to be no sympathy for me, man. Like, there are families this year who have had, like, Bouts with mental health, bouts with, you know, finances, who aren't getting to spend Christmas with loved ones. Like, I'm sorry, it's more than fair that NBA players can't party for the next couple months. Like, we we as humans all got to do our part during the pandemic, man. So this is a very serious conversation, but I cannot help but, you know, smile at the idea of Scary Terry and um, Gordon hanging out after the game. I'm just going to leave that at that. Uh, Terry Rozier is our scoring leader right now, isn't he? Is it him or John Morant? Was it John? Uh, no, John, John had forty-four, if I'm not mistaken. Okay, okay. so so ter- Terry Rozier. Like, what are his odds? What are the bet online Terry Rozier scoring leader odds? Because I'm Everything. I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued. <laughs> As long, if Lamelo can't ever hit a basket and uh, Terry wants to shoot twenty-eight times a game, I'm intrigued. Hey, if he, if he has that type of green light, it might be a fun year. I mean, they're going to lose a ton of games, but it might be fun, at least exciting, entertaining. I, I had a very sad thought. Uh-oh. I had a very what if and what what if Terry Rozier is better than Kemba Walker? Oh man, this year. What? 
Okay, so the fans in Boston will <laughs> will be their Boston self. Um, NBA Twitter is going to be a hell of a lot of fun. A hell of a lot of fun. Um, but I don't see it happening, so there you are. Yeah, I, f- I feel... I feel really bad. I, I like it would suck for Boston fans, and it would work out marvelously for for Charlotte fans, I suppose. But again, like Terry Rozier shot sixteen threes last night and hit ten of them. So I don't I don't know how many of those games he has in him. But like, props to Terry, and they still lost, by the way. But like, mm-hmm. props to Terry Rozier for just starting the year with a banger. Uh, yeah, let, let's circle back to let's circle back to that conversation in a few weeks and see where yeah. <laughs> that man, that man was ready for some basketball. Yes. Um we're going to do some over unders in a moment, but before we do that, uh we're going to run a daily fantasy um game every Tuesday, I think makes the most sense right before our Wednesday pod so we can always talk about the winner. We're going to do it on DraftKings. Um we had 15 people hop in the first game. It was great. Um my guy Servin was uh, talking shit to me on the timeline because all all night I was in like last place, but I had my whole team was Clippers and Lakers, and I think I was the only guy in there who had Paul George. So when Paul George started hooping, I was I was fl- flying up that uh, score sheet. Unfortunately, didn't quite get it done. Finished sixth. Um, betting on the Vikings won our first contest, and his team was Steph Curry, Dennis Schroeder, Kyle Kuzma. Montrez Harrell, Evita Zubats, uh, Kyrie Irving, Joe Harris, and Lou Williams. And sadly, Jabari couldn't get in because Arizona does not allow you to spend... this country. Your country allows you to have guns, but you're not allowed to play DraftKings with your, your friends. That's man, tough, man. I, look, in Ari- the, the thing that makes that so frustrating, and I, I, I kind of you know told you about it before the show, but I'll share it here. Not only did they let me download the app, register my you know register and everything you just i i think i even had to you know, put my location in there maybe maybe that came later but they let me pick my team set up my profile and pick the team and then when i click submit that's when it said ah, da, da, da. arizona and five other states are still living in the sticks in some way and this is what's crazy about that is you you hit it on the head you can do anything in arizona literally anything i can go to walmart right now buy a gun you know from a kid <laughs> Like and on the way home, buy all the liquor I want and fire, you know, firecrackers I want. All, but I can't play da- you know daily fantasy sports with everybody. And you guys have casinos, right? Yes, but like, they, now they are on they are on native land. You can go put your house up, um, out house up, and go get some money and go play blackjack until you ruin your life. Yes, but you cannot play DraftKings with <laughs> fantasy friends online for two dollars a ticket. Uh, rough man. Uh, yep. I would I would want to call your representative and ask how that makes sense. Um, <laughs> I, got, I got a couple other things that take priority before that if I were going to reach out to the representative, but I'm with you. Yeah, just a couple. <laughs> um, okay, so let's let's take a break. Let's hear a word from our sponsors, and then we'll come back. We'll do over-unders. All right. Football is back in full swing. You might not be at a game this year, but you can still be in on the action at BetOnline. BetOnline is going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on every possible chance to win this season. From game spreads and totals to team player and coaching props, BetOnline gives you more options to wager than anywhere else. You can get in on their season opening bonuses today and start off wagering on wins, division, and championship futures all day, every day. Head to BetOnline today and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Don't forget to use promo code BLUEWIRE at BetOnline.ag. That's BLUEWIRE, all one word. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. 2020 has already reshaped how we work, and it's almost over. Business across the globe are cha- businesses across the globe are challenged to be their most efficient, which means every hire is critical. Indeed is here to help. 
unlike other sites, Indeed gives you full control and payment flexibility over your hiring. You only pay for what you need and you can pause your account at any time, and there are no longer long-term contracts. And now, Indeed's new way of matching you with candidates instantly delivers a short list of quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job criteria. And you can contact them the moment you sponsor a job, making Indeed the only site, job site that can move as fast as you do. Right now, Indeed is offering our listeners a free $75 credit to boost your job post, which means more quality candidates will see it fast. Try Indeed out with a free $75 credit at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. This is their best offer available anywhere. Go right now to Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Offer valid through December 31st. Terms and conditions apply. Oh, I did want to talk about this. I had a little trio of bets on MVP I feel pretty good about. I'm going to run this by Okay, so I threw 100 bones down on Luca at plus 400. I think it was plus 400, or it might have been plus 375. Mm-hmm. Okay, so throw 100, win 375. Okay, mm-hmm. that was your pick, that's my pick. He's the favorite. Okay, I took another 100 and I threw it down on Nikola Jokic mm. at plus 2500. Ooh, okay. okay. Okay, and I took another 100 and I threw it down on Jason Tatum at plus 2200. Interesting. So if Luca wins, I just pretty much get my money back, okay. But mm-hmm. if Tatum or Jokic wins, um, I'm looking. I'm looking golden, and uh, Jokic started out. They both started off some pretty good nights. Tatum with a winner, Jokic with a massive triple double. Triple double. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm feeling pretty good about that, man. I feel like I'm taking home some money in the MVP race this year. You know, there's a really good chance, and I, I, I'll be honest. If the Mavs are anywhere near as good as I think they're going to be, Luca's going to win this. Uh, but those are not bad. Be- those are not bad bets because, like you said, Jokic looked fantastic last night. You know, it was it was kind of it was kind of your other boy that, that that you know we'll get to that disappointed me. <laughs> uh, you know, you, you turned back into a pumpkin for opening night, but that's okay. But uh, no, I, those are actually some pretty good bets. I was going to give you a hard time and say how come you didn't you know how come you didn't give my boy some love, but if you're actually putting money to it, I I can see why you went that direction. Yeah, as a as a Mavs fan, Houston Rockets critic, I think it. It's only fair that I acknowledge that Luca has gone the James Harden route and will be paying, playing himself into shape to start mm-hmm. the season. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> he, uh, and I did play him in DraftKings last night, and I was pretty disappointed. I had some bad plays last night, but uh, <laughs> he, he looked rough. And I also, like, are, uh, it is apparently a rule that only one Canadian can be hooping at a time, like, R.J. Barrett makes his first five shots. Jamal Murray misses his first, like, 11. Like, yeah, he was 0 for 9 last night, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, it was um, <laughs> just how it goes. One night sample sizes is what it is. Um, <laughs> let's do some over-unders. So, All right. Atlanta Hawks. Keeping in mind, it's 72 games. Yes. So, like, I did scream this. I posted these all on Twitter. Um, you can go look at them. I did these specifically this year because at the end of the year, there's always some fan who drives me crazy. Like, no one believed. No uh-huh. one believed in the Los Angeles <laughs> Lakers when, like, they were, like, always a top three title contending team. Like, here we go. I'm just going to post these on the timeline. You can look back at how many people on the timeline that you're talking to every day voted over and under. So... Vegas got the Hawks right at 35 and a half because 50 and a half percent of you said over, 49 and a half percent of you said under. There you go. I am going to track, I'm going to write down all of mine and all of Jabari's right now and I'll put it up as a screenshot for people tomorrow, I think, when the pod comes out. But uh, Jabari, 35 and a half over, under for the Hawks. 
I'll take the over. Trey looks fantastic. I, th- I think we get one more step from him this year. The new additions and, o- and pieces overall seem to fit, at least in the opener. These Hawks are going to be fun. I'll take the over. Yeah, I have the over, too. I think, um, I think like you're just basically asking, are they a 500 team this year? And yep. I think they are. Like, I think they're a playoff team. And I think I'm bullish on the Hawks. Like, I got big flame for having the Hawks over the Raptors in the standings this year. <laughs> yeah, people were really upset, my fellow Canadians. I had people being like, just get that flag out of your name. Like, you're a disgrace to the country. I'm like, it's, it's frustrating that even Canadians think that you have to root for the Raptors. Yeah, I mean, like, like I, I get wanting you to have pride in them, but like you don't have to, you don't have to, you know, make yourself look silly about it. And I'm not saying that it would be silly to expect them to do well, but you know, if if you don't believe that they're going to be you know, world beaters, there's nothing wrong with being straight up about it. It's just dumb though. It's like New York looking at Kansas City or Seattle and being like, "What? You're not a Knicks fan? Like you don't oh. even care about the Knicks? <laughs> like too." Um, the well, Knicks don't play in my city, man. The but Knicks they don't show love to Calgary. But but it seems like folks are essentially saying that that's Canada's team. Like even yeah. though the, you know that's Toronto's team, yeah. And, and yeah, I, I get that. That's fine. No, but, that's uh, a pet peeve of mine. Toronto is in Canada. Yeah, it's, it's not. It's not. <laughs> I got uh, Boston over under forty five and a half. The over right now, fans have it at fifty two point four percent. Under at forty seven point six percent. Tatum's a top ten player. You know, I don't. I don't care about rankings, but you know what I'm saying. He, uh, he he's in that range, and he and you know he and he could even continue to you know continue to move up this year. Uh, if Kemba and Brown are healthy, you know this might be the team that honestly you expected last year from the seas. Uh, you might get that this season. Uh, you know I'm not the biggest Canner fan, uh, and while Tristan is what he is, I think he's I think he's an upgrade due to where you know he is on the defensive end. Uh, that team looks ready. That this is going to be the, the over for me. And see, like last year, my thing with the Celtics was like they're going to be just as good as they were the year before, mm-hmm. or better, and they were one win shy of yeah. where they were. The year. This year, I think they're actually going to take a little bit of a step back. Oh, okay. I think I think you know they'll still be very good. I think Tatum's name will be in the MVP race. Jalen Brown looked really good in night one, but I think they're lacking some depth. I think they're going to miss Gordon Hayward. We don't know what's going on with Kemba. Like, I don't, I don't know what he's going to look like when he gets back. I just think that they're. They're a little bit thinner than they've been in the last couple of years. I'm going to go under. Okay. Okay. Uh, Brooklyn Nets, which I think, if I'm not mistaken, this might be the most lopsided one um, of all of them. They have 45.5 as their line, same as the Celtics. Mm-hmm. 81% have over, 19% have under. Yeah, I may not have been as excited as I should have been because, my goodness, I- I'll just say the over. Yeah, I'm going to take the over, too. Like, I was bullish before we saw that game. Mm-hmm. I feel like. KD literally having the most time ever off um, after an Achilles Achilles injury versus every other player who's ever done it was going to work out in their favor. He looked like pretty much same old KD. Um, they are so good. Like I I I pray they don't trade for Harden. Honestly, yeah. Like that. Like again, I, I, there are teams where I think you roll on the talent, but like there are I cannot think of another team in the NBA that has four guys who can get. A great shot for themselves and others, but they have that with KD, Kyrie, Karras, and Spencer. They have depth. Everyone seems to know their role on that team. I don't think they should mess with this. I think they got something good. I absolutely agree with you. And and you know, while I was entertaining the idea, in, you know, in the preseason when people were talking about it, I I think I even said it on the show that they probably shouldn't make that move just because I don't think those parts fit. Now seeing it in action, they absolutely should not make that move. It shouldn't even be in the conversation. It shouldn't even be a consideration. Um, Charlotte is 25 and a half, 46.7% have over, 53.3% have under. 
I, you know, I, I want to be excited for him. I, I'd love to say like, yeah, I wouldn't be shocked to see if they settled in that range. I think this is about a, about a 20 win team. So, yeah, yeah. I, I'm with you. I like, you're telling me they're almost a 500 team is how I'm kind of looking at this. And I just don't think they are. Yeah. And I think that like PJ Washington is probably going to be better. Like LaMelo Ball, you know, he's not doomed, but I, I just, you know, Terry Rozier and, and Gordon Hayward went for 70 last night and they lost. I hope so, we're wrong, but no. <laughs> yeah, I don't see it. Um, so we're both, we don't, the only one we've disagreed on so far is Boston. Um, Chicago, 29 and a half wins. Um, 27.3% have over, 72.7% have under. Right, look, I'm intrigued to see, you know, if Donovan can kind of maximize what we've all sort of been waiting to see from some of those young guys, but I'm not sold on them winning 30 games. It's the under. Yeah, me too. Um, like, I think Kobe White is really interesting this year. Mm-hmm. I think Lowry Markinen and Zach Levine and Wendell Carter Jr. are all interesting. Zach Levine, is, I think, is underrated, but I don't know that they're talented enough to make the strides that some people, I guess not a lot, because not a lot of people have the over, but some people think they can make. I did want to throw this out to you. Lowry Markkinen was one of the rookies who didn't get an extension. Um, was there a number over four years you would feel comfortable giving him? Honestly, no, because I, because of the uncertainty with his health. No, and that's not. I'm, I'm not actually hating him. I'm being. Uh, it's it's str- it's strictly related to his health. Um, you, you don't lowball because you know he he's not like a you know. 12 million, you know, you're not a 10, 12 million, you know, a year player if he, you know, if he's fully healthy, but you certainly can't pay that guy 20 million a year. And you know, whereas a lot, a lot of guys, or at least a few guys were getting. OG and OB got 472. Would you feel comfortable giving Lowry Markin 472? Can I say 460 instead? Yeah. <laughs> I'd, feel a like, lot, I'd feel a lot more comfortable. You can say whatever number you, yeah. you want, but I, I, I was just thinking I know. like. No, no, I, I, I was, I was just t- saying it like that for effect, but yeah, four, four for 60 would be. Would be where yeah. I would be. I, I was. I would even feel like four for sixty-eight, four for seven. I feel like Lowry's a better shooter than his numbers have shown, because he's tall and white, um, and got compared to dirt. People assume that he can't move or can't put the ball on the floor. I don't think that's the case. Like I don't think he was taking a Kyle Kuzma deal at four for forty, but I easily take him over Kyle Kuzma with without a doubt, without a second thought. And if I could have got him in that four sixty-five, four seventy range, I, I might have done it at Chicago. Look, I'm gonna get, look, and you know I'm not necessarily one that takes up for Kyle Kuzma, but the fact that you said easily and without a doubt, I gotta be real. Lori hasn't you know hasn't proven enough you know for it to be easily and without a doubt for me. He people have been not thrilled with his shooting splits, and he had better shooting splits on that team without a guard than than Kuzma had on the LeBron AD team. Yeah, no, I mean, last year was not a good year for Kuz. That, you know, that, that is very clear. Um, but I don't know. He, he's a rotation piece. I think Laurie's a rotation piece. I know that, you know, I would like to see him, you know, blossom into more than that. And if he does, then obviously, you know, th- you know th- this conversation is warranted. Um, we, we're going to have to throw that on the timeline to the to the followers, no doubt. Um, yeah. Okay, Cleveland, 21.5%, have the over, 69.5% have the under. All right, so I was I toiled with this one. This number feels a little bit low, but admittedly, I'm questioning whether this is a matter of Justin poisoning my well, <laughs> or, or or if I actually believe. <laughs> I'm gonna take the over. I you know I, I you know Sexton looked really good last night. Uh, let, let's go with the over there. Let, let the Cavs, let Cleveland <laughs> and the Cavs fans have some fun this year. With, 20, I, I, with 25 wins rather than 22. I, I think Justin Rowan did did get into both of our minds, too, because, like, 
one, I actually started watching, like I had Cavs uh-huh. and Knicks both on my TV <laughs> last night. Um, was there a single night last night where I was watching both Cavs and Knicks simultaneously? I don't know that there was, but I was last night. Mm-hmm. And Colin Sexton, how many did he hit in a row to start off? At least six or seven, or it's yeah, felt like, that way. I think he had like 18 or 20 at the half. He didn't miss when I, at all when I was watching him. Um I actually like Dante Exum looked really nice at times for them. Um, we didn't even play last night. Kevin Love wasn't out there last night. I kind of think like I feel not only do I not only am I taking the over, I feel kind of good about this over. Like I feel kind of confident. So this might be the one where we're furthest away from the audience. But weird. I agree with you. I I, I could see them landing. Okay, top side, top side. I could see them landing in the twenty six to thirty win range. Yeah. I kind of think like they could be that 9-10 seed in these. Yes. Potentially. I'd love um, to see it. Dallas at 42 and a half. Um, sorry, and 75%, 75.7% have the over, 24.3% have the under. Man, that's a good number, I'm going to be honest. Like, you know, But if it has to go anywhere, I would go slightly over. You know, I don't see them winning. Uh, I see them right in that, you know, 43 to 45 range. I, you know, I, as I mentioned, I do think that Luke is going to be at the top of the MVP conversation. So I think that's a good number, but I'll take the slide over. I'm going to go under. Um, okay. Yeah, I think this is predictable. If you've been listening to the show, like I've been a little bit more cynical, mm-hmm. a little bit more worried. I want to see Porzingis get back and I want to see him and Luca play good, meaningful minutes together, which, again, we could debate for quite a while whether they ever fully got in sync. Um, I think Josh Richardson's a good ad, but I just, yeah, man, I, I'm a little, I'm a touch worried. And if Lucas going to start at the season like he started it last night, I'm going to kiss that MVP money goodbye, and uh, they're going to lose a lot more games than they should to start the year. That's they fair. have a tough, they have a very tough start to the year too. By the way, um, yeah, uh, I think if they, I think honestly, if if they're around 500 or slightly above when whenever Porzingis is fully, you know, not just back but fully, you know, activated, I think they'll still win about 60% of their games. So, I don't know. We'll see. Um, Detroit is 23 and a half. 26.6% have over. 73.4% have under. Um, where are you going? This is one of those ones where I had a I had a wide range. I said I could see them winning 22 games. I could see them topping out at 28. I don't know, 28-ish. Um, you know, it could... It, 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 you know, slightly under, I guess, if BG is moved and they focus on developing young guys, you know, around Grant, Hayes, Seku, and, and even Josh Jackson. Um, you know, by the way, I do expect you know, a a contender at some point or even a pretender, you know, to come asking about Svee uh, Mikhailuk uh, by the deadline. Um, but I don't expect great things from Pistons. I, I just look, you look for them to continue to develop the you know, develop around that young core. Yeah, I, I, I think... I think that Blake probably doesn't stick with this team through the yep. deadline. Mm-hmm. I think Siku Dumbuya or Boya is, uh, we're going to see his minutes. I drafted him in fantasy. Unleash Siku. Um, but I'm going to go under. I think that the Pistons might be the worst team in the um, NBA this year. Yeah, we're both under for the record. Yeah. Um, Golden State, 38.5. Uh, so 38.5, 44.4% say over, 55.6% say under. Okay, I mean, I've already acknowledged it. I'm not as high as others. Um, and that was even, you know, before they got the dog shit kicked out of themselves on opening night. Um, you know, I, st- I still say, you know, we get a lot of Steph scoring nights and as well as some struggle stretches. And But as I mentioned, I, I think it all kind of hinges on, you know, can Dre be special? You know, for, can, first of all, can he be healthy and can he be special? 
Uh, either way, 38 and a half might have been tough. It, this is the under for me. I think the Warriors are in the 30 of uh, the 30 to 32 win range. Yeah, this is the number I wanted to feel the over for the Mavs. This is the I'm not feeling good about this for the Warriors. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so we're both under. Yeah. Houston, 35 and a half. Um, 53 and a half, 53.6% say over. Really? 46.4% say under. Uh, where are you at? I want to believe that Silas and Wall and Wood and that crew can hold it together, you know, for this type of run. But like, come on, man, we don't even know what's going to happen with Harden, and it's it's probably unrealistic to expect them to get off to a great start, especially given the fact that they couldn't even they couldn't even suit up enough guys for the <laughs> for their first game. I'm not necessarily saying that's all Harden. You know, like I I do understand that it did hit the timeline that it you know it you know, that was a result of something else. You know, whatever. 25 to 30 range is probably more fair. I, I think it's an unrealistic expectation to, you know, for that man to come in in this situation and just get, you know, keep these guys in the playoffs. Yeah, I, I don't think he'll be with the team all year. I don't know he'll be if he'll be with them the next couple weeks. Like, there's way too many questions. I'm going to take the under. I'm going to – if if I knew that if he – if I had some sort of proclamation from James Harden that I'm going to play this season out, then I would go over, but I'm going under. Yeah. Now, for the record, I'd love for this team to find a way to band together, whether he's a part of it or not, and exceed those expectations. I'd be impressed and happy for Rockets fans. This is not this is not a matter of us just clowning this time. You know, it, this is you know just being honest. I don't mind clowning these guys a little bit. Um, <laughs> it's not really Wall and Boogie and Woods' fault, but uh, you know, I don't I don't really you know what expert. I'm over the Rockets, man. I, yeah. I'm I'm really. I would not mind a playoff run not having to talk about, you know, whether James Harden underachieved or not either. I think he might get it this year. I've had a nice break. I, I'm, I'm, I'm due for a nice break. Yeah. Indiana, 39 and a half. Hmm. Um, 40.3% say over, 59.7% say under. You know, I wanted to believe in them last year. <laughs> I was trying to talk myself into it. The injury sort of kept, you know, kept us from ever, you know, even seeing if that was a possibility. Uh, I'm glad Vic's still there. You know, I want to see if he and Brogdon and Domas and, you know, Warren and Turner and, the, and that crew can put together a fun playoff, you know, run this time around. Uh, I don't expect them to be world beaters. Um, but let me ask you this. Um, if you're, like, saying, if you're Washington, would you consider Turner, Warren, and, like, three firsts for Beal? Uh, not this year. Now that I have Russ, I'm going to see what we do. Damn. Yeah. Well, you know, I also think they like Thomas Bryant. Like I, I also think they, I and you know for good reason. But you know to be honest with you, Thomas Bryant, if he's your backup big, you're you're in business. If he's your starting big, well, hey, good luck. Um, and and that's not a knock. There's a lot of guys out there that I, you know that that I think that way about. I'll take I'll take the under. Not that they're you know not that they're going to be in thirty range, but I'll take the, like 37, 38 win range for them. Yeah, I, I was going to say under right away, but then. You know, catching a little bit of them last night, like mm-hmm. they're actually healthy. Yep. With the exception of my guy Jeremy Lamb, like Sabonis looked great. He looked Nikola Jokic esque out there doing his thing, running mm-hmm. the offense through him. Miles Turner as the defensive specialist had eight blocks. Brogdon and Oladipo like feel like they've barely got to play together. Both out there healthy. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like T.J. Warren, like bubble hero, just got to be a guy off the bench for them. Like I. I'm all of a sudden regretting having them out 
Like I had them, I think I had them out you, of the playoffs. You I think got I had them out? Them ninth. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> and I watched them last night, and I was filled with immediate regret. They were like the reverse warrior effect for me. So, I'm still gonna say under because thirty nine and a half feels high, but it's I, I I'm fighting the urge to run and delete my uh, predictions <laughs> tweet. <laughs> Just own it, man. Just own yeah. it. It happens. It totally happens. Yeah, I, like I said, I think they'll be a playoff team. Um, I just don't know if they'll necessarily be you know a forty plus win team. So, and that's what it would take for the over. So that's why I'm under. It is. It's a high number. It's, yeah. it's a high number. Um, okay, where are we at? Should be Clippers. I click the thing. Um, I am on Clippers. Okay, Clippers 46.5, 65.2% have over, 34.8% have under. They're going to be dominant. They're going to be tough, honestly. And 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 I like this team or this this roster composition better than last year. I really like what Surge is going to bring to them. Um, I still think they need an upgrade at the point guard position, which I think they will address You know, by the deadline this year. 46 and a half is a big number, but I'm actually going to go slightly over. I think they get into that 48 win range. Yeah, I'm going to go over too. I, I think this is a really good team. Mm-hmm. I Like, I think this is a really good team. Um, I think Serge Ibaka is the most important ad for yes. any of the contenders. Like, and like, I don't want to be unfair to Drew. Drew's a much better player, but I think the relationship that Kawhi and Serge have, him being able to space the floor as the five while not being, you know, um, a turnstile on defense, rotating and still bringing some room protection. Like, Serge feels like such a great fit there. I think this Clippers team is going to do some work, man. Mm-hmm. I, I, I like it's one game, but they, they sure took that, that first game serious. So if that's that's the kind of team we're getting this year, they'll be they'll be tough. Yeah, I mean, and and you, I'm I'm honestly not poo pooing it. I you, we all knew that was going to be the outcome of that game, like especially given <laughs> given the way it went. Um, I, I, I'll oh. I'll give it an, I'll give it an, honestly I'll give it another couple of weeks. But like you know, like I said, I think they're gonna I think they're gonna be dominant. I think they're gonna win you know as many as 48, 49 games. The Lakers' effort in that game was inconsistent in that some of those guys um, were not giving inconsistent effort, and some of them were. Yeah. That was one of those very forgettable AD games where you just look at them like, man, you can do anything you want out there. Do it, Josh. Do you it. always are looking forward with him, honestly. And it, this is like you know, much. No, no, no. Said. But like you, like you know, it was like that was not a game where AD was like, I'm gonna go out there and I'm gonna dominate. He was just like, None I got my, were. I got my ring. It's night one. Timeout. This it is, is the same is. exact thing that happened last year. LeBron was the problem in that game. It was not AD. LeBron. Oh being, my. Le, LeBron being off ball and being slow to start was the problem in that game. Once he got it going, it was. You know, they, you know, they looked significantly better. It's not. I, I'm not saying that he's the he's the problem, but you can't just say right out the gates that AD was the issue in that game. He was I'm not, not. I'm not. I'm not saying. I didn't even say he was the issue. I said that's one of those forgettable games for him. This is gonna be a fun year. Is it like I I like Dennis, Dennis Schroeder was laying it all on the line, man. Dennis Schroeder wanted that first W as a mm-hmm. Laker. But uh, you know what? Like, and to your point though, maybe that is the thing. Like, maybe AD's just not good enough on the nights that LeBron's not bringing it. And and here here we go again with the like, AD's the best player in the league, and and Raja's my guy. Uh, he he is. But mm-hmm. like, oh, he's the best. He has no ceiling. He's the best player in the league. Well, like, could he show us that consistently when yeah. it's not you know LeBron carrying 
sixty percent of the weight. Like I'm just saying, throwing it out there. AD played well. It played well enough in that game. They're going to get it to going. I'm you know. In fact, I'm going to go ahead and jump over and say I'm going to take the over on them. <laughs> I think just, I, I think they're. I honestly think it's gonna be. You know, they're gonna be in that forty-nine to fifty-two-ish range. You know, you don't have you don't have time for it today. You don't have time for. Um, you know what it is. For, Forty-seven and a half is the Lakers over/under. Seventy-nine point one percent of you say over. Jabari says over. I want to say under just to piss everybody off, but I'm gonna say over too. <laughs> I, I wanted I, you to. I was like, oh, please say it. Please say it. I just, I, I, like, you just, you guys just had too nice of an off season. But like, and I did text you this. Like, Wes Matthews sucks. Yeah. Like, all, all of you people who were telling me like, oh, he's like eighty percent of uh, Danny Green. No, he's not. He's smaller. He's weaker. He's inconsistent. He 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 doesn't move as well off ball. Like. He, he's a downgrade from Danny. He's the one hit that you guys took. Don't tell me Westman. THT should be taking all his minutes. He like, absolutely should, and he yeah. will. Honestly, look, I'm going to keep it 100% real. I was suspect about the West Matthews pickup. I wanted to be happy about it. You know, when it comes to the offseason, everybody's, hey, we got that guy, and it's a, it's a new mystery box because he puts on a new uniform. Of course, everybody gets excited about their guys, but I'm not, I'm also that one of those folks that sees evidence and says, no, 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 I don't believe my eyes are lying. We all saw that. Now, can he get better? Can he be utilized better? Yes. I tweeted about it at you know the night of the game. Wes Matthews might be able to you know defend you know bigger guys, but Kawhi Leonard is not one of them. They tried this last year in the opener with KCP. That didn't work. They figured out down the street, you know, like over the course of the season, how to scheme better and actually, you know, and actually, you know, you know, found a way to, you know, do a pretty good job against him in the last couple games, you know, last couple matchups against him. They're going to have to do the same thing because West is not going to be the answer. Okay, so next is Memphis Grizzlies. Yeah. 31 and a half. Um, John Morant, as mentioned earlier, is their scoring leader day one. 67.9% said over. 32.1% said under. And Jabari, ramble for at least a minute because I'm sitting by the window. It's minus 30 in Canada, and I need to get a sweater on. Yikes, I got you. Okay, so I really do hope that we get to see Jaron Jackson Jr. You know, in January, as it was rumored. You know, I hope these guys can stay healthy You know, as well because, look, Jaw is special. We are going to get a leap year. This this is my bold prediction. We're getting a leap year from him. You know, we're getting we're getting that that type of productivity that we saw from even like maybe Trey last year. But uh, but uh, you know, hopefully he's pays you know pays attention a little bit more to detail on the defensive end. Um, I I think that I think this team can be a lot of fun. Uh, it's it's crazy. Uh, a story that I saw it said that Jaron actually grew two inches and he's now over seven foot. You know, with that stroke. So, look. I said I, I think I jumped out a few weeks ago and said they're going to be a playoff team. I'll stand by that. I think this is going to be a playoff team, especially with the play-in situation. So you have them over? I got the over. I got them around 33-34 wins. I'm going to say under. I, I think, like, I'm excited about Ja. I think Jaron's going to be great. I like Brandon Clark, although I, did, I didn't see any of this game last night. I did see his he, jumper he was okay. highlight on Twitter. Yeah. Um, I think they're still a piece away. I still think they're a wing away. Justice Winslow is up there among the guys who, like, when people tell me he's good, I'm just shaking my head profusely. Like, mm-hmm. he's not the defender y'all think he is. He's not the sh- he's not a shooter. He's not the next Kawhi Leonard. And maybe I haven't heard much about him because he's in Memphis now rather than Miami, but I just don't think he's the long-term fit there. So I think they're a wing away. I'll go under, you go over. We can split on. Cool. One of the few we've split on. Cool, cool. Miami, 44 and a half. Where were the audience on them? 
um, over 57.2%, under 42.8%. This number feels about right. And, you know, while I think they're, they're honestly, they're going to be formidable once again in the postseason, especially if they're healthy. I could see them falling actually right within the 42 to 45 range. So in this regular season. So I'm confident in them in this series. I'll take the slight under for the regular season. Yeah, I think I'm under two. I've, I've talked on the pod a few times about how I think they caught lightning in a bottle. Mm-hmm. I don't think Tyler Hero is a superstar unlike Pat Riley, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's some contract conversations happening with Duncan Robinson, which may or may not be going the way that people wanted. I don't like betting on teams that all feel like they're uh, disposable and not part of the future. Um you know, like we've seen Boston and L.A. both try to put teams together where everyone was like, are we going to be here in a year? Are we going to be here at the deadline? Um, I think Miami's got a little bit of that with some of their guys. I'm going under, man. I'm going under. Could Miami be that uh, be that other team that finally says, okay, fine, you know, we'll enter the con- we'll enter the chat again uh, when it comes to Harden? Or do you think that's just, especially now, given, you know, given how he showed his ass, that that's out the window? Well, like, I, I don't know what Miami's, like, real offer is here. And I know they're reporting that they – you know, they did make some phone calls, but they never got too far unless, you know, unless the Rockets lower their offer, they're not interested. But, like, I don't even know. Like, I'm assuming that Butler is off the table. Yeah, right? I, would, I would assume that, yes. And I'm assuming that Bam is off the table. So I, there's nothing else in Miami that I would want for Harden if I was Houston. Like, I, I would just I would compromise and just do Ben Simmons straight before I took any other package of what Miami could offer. Um they don't really have any picks to offer. Like Tyler Hero and Duncan Robinson is not getting me to move James Harden. Like I, I it's just not happening. Yeah, same here. Like okay, let's just keep. Let's just say like say this: if Ben Simmons is truly in a, in an offer, they should have made that deal yesterday. Well, Straight. so I like again. This is just my thought. I have a feeling that Pascal Siakam, Jalen Brown, and and, and Ben Simmons are all. Well, I'm gonna say I think Jalen Brown and. Pascal Siakam are possible, and Ben Simmons is a maybe. Mm-hmm. I, I think that at this point, if you can get Pascal Siakam, Norman Powell, and a pick, that might be the best offer that they can go get. Yeah, I, I, same deal. Like if if that's an opportunity, if they have the opportunity to do that, I absolutely would do it. If uh, from Houston side of things, they need to get this deal done. I know they don't have to, and I know that they they could absolutely just spin them, take them, away, you know, you know, keep them away from the team, and just you know go about business. But let's just you know like whatever. You know, part of it is because I I you know, I am <laughs> I am wary of the conversation, and I want it to be over. It, but I also want to see you know what those other teams are going to you know look like after the fact. Yeah, but if you can get any of those type of characters, that those caliber players, I think you have to if you're Houston. Um, yeah, I, I I think they're at a point where they got to make a deal. If they can make a deal, and and they'd be getting a good player back. But yeah. we'll see. You just don't want to take Tyler Hero. Like I mean, you can do better than Tyler Hero. Yeah, and and Goran Dragic and Andre Iguodala's corpse or whatever the deal would be. <laughs> um, the Milwaukee Bucks fifty point five, sixty point nine percent have over, thirty nine point one percent have under. They should still. This is, this is the highest of any team. Yeah, they should still be a buzzsaw though. Um, regular season wise, they're still deep. They still have a bunch of contributors that you know that are going to settle in and likely you know reach that number. And you know, NBA Twitter won't give a damn if it if it winds up being an early out again. So like forty nine to fifty two feels about right. I'll roll with the over. Yeah, I'm taking the over too. I was trying to talk you into taking the under. I but, can't. Uh, yeah. Yeah. No, I think like fifty point five is equivalent of fifty seven in eighty two game season. Yeah. I think these guys might win sixty out of seventy-two. Ooh, God! Like dang. I, I, I think they might win 
58, 59, 60 out of 72. Like, I think they're going to be ridiculous in the regular season. Um, I think defensively they're going to be... I think they're going to be historically good defensively. But and then whatever we, happens in the playoffs happens in the playoffs, like, because the regular season playoffs have been very different for this team. Mm-hmm. But I think they are going to be ridiculous in the regular season. And, and you know, it, it kind of goes back to, you know, you know, something that you said about them either last week or the week before where Drew is, it, it in my estimation, is a significant upgrade. And, and it, you know, it, they certainly look, he certainly looked great, you know, in that first game. But um, it, it will be interesting to see how this is how this plays out in the postseason. I know that's not what this conversation is about, but you know, to that point you just made, it will be interesting to see you know like how it looks in the postseason with this group. For sure. Yeah. Um, Minnesota twenty eight point five. Man, the promoted tweets—they keep telling me that you know to expect better. I don't know. Is it just my timeline, or do you get a promoted Minnesota Timberwolves tweet every like say hour? <laughs> I have I have not got a promoted I don't Minnesota know, Timberwolves tweet. I, I have no idea why. I, for the last like four months, I've been getting do, 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 watch out for Cat, yo Cat and D'Lo, or blah blah blah. Look, I really really want this for guys like Patrick, you know, you know, friend of the show. Or he may have been on the previous show, and then even my buddy Justin, you know, that are you know diehards and have taken their lumps with this team. You know, let, I, I I'm excited for Edwards. You know, I, I want to see positive things for D'Lo. I saw him come off the bench yesterday. I saw that. I thought that was intriguing. Um, and if he if he's willing to really you know embrace that, that could be fun. You know, I I like a Koji Rubio being back is a good thing. We'll see what they have in Culver. It's really tough for me to go with the over on this, even though I want Cat, to, you know, especially given what Cat has gone through on top of everything that everyone else has endured this year. I want to go to the over. I don't have the faith. I'm gonna it's slightly under. I'm going over. I'm Good. going. I'm, Good. I'm going over. I think you have the courage that I wanted to. I think again, last year everyone talked about like, and I was. I'm. I'm trying to learn from my mistakes, right? Everyone talked about the Suns were going to be significantly better mm-hmm. because just adding NBA level talent around Booker rather than guys that were fighting to be in the league was going to take them to another level of talent and professionalism. And I, and I went back and forth and didn't really go with it. I kind of see it. Like you know what? Like D'Lo has flaws. Rubio has flaws. Um, but they're they're far and away the best backcourt that Cat has ever got. Uh, I know that Malik Beasley is you know going to get himself in trouble, and he might be looking at a suspension. But like mm-hmm. he shot the piss out of the ball as a Timberwolf last year. Like they're going to have spacing, they're going to have shooting. I think their offense will be quite good. I don't know what they're going to do entirely with um, that whole rotation in the backcourt, but I think they're going to be better than expected. Yeah. And. So that's my positive note. My sour note is I saw the John Krasinski quote from The Athletic last night. Um, talking to Carl Anthony Towns after the game yesterday. And Kat said, that Carl died on April 13th. He ain't coming back. You are talking to the physical me. That man you're talking about from April 13th or before, I don't know him. He ain't here. And, um, man. Like, one low moment just shows again how crappy people are in the comments. But, like... If you were not aware of the year that Carl Anthony Towns has had and the family members he's lost, specifically his mother, like, this is the stuff that makes the James Harden situation suck more because, like, I see this quote and I feel so badly for him and I empathize and I think about things going on in real life and then I look at basketball and I'm like, man, this is this is tough to, like, sit on that he's had to go all through all this this year. You know what? Add me to the We Believe bandwagon. I'm here. I'm yeah. I'm being serious. Like like I I say it jokingly, but I'm being serious. I want this for Cat. 
Yeah. And all and and, and really you know, taking the over only means they have to be five hundred. You know, go ahead, switch me up. I'm gonna I'm taking the over as well. And you know what? And like, Cat got a bad rap again last year because of the Jimmy Butler thing. Like Jimmy Butler. Like, do you think like ESPN was not waiting outside the practice in Minnesota? Um, without Jim, like Jimmy Butler in advance rehearsed that whole practice thing to make a media nightmare to help his trade situation. Of course. Like, uh, James Harden doesn't have that sort of tactical, I don't know, strategy in his back pocket right now. He doesn't have an advisor doing this stuff for him. But, like, man, Cat got a, such a bad rap out of this. And I'm like, Cat is still, like, one of the most talented bigs in the league, man. He's so good. And I think if, like, just having some good players around him, I think the Wolves are going to be... And I hope for him, too. I do. But, like, I think they're going to surprise people a bit this year. I'm here for it. I'm absolutely here for it. And by that, I mean, like, they're going to win 30 games, you know, 31 games, mm-hmm. and, and punch that, like, 10 seed or 11 seed, which is better than, you know, being at the bottom of the barrel. But, you know, that that's that's not the boldest of predictions, but I do. <laughs> I, I did take their over. Um, New Orleans, 35 and a half. Over is 49.1%. Under is 50.9%. Brandon Ingram will be an all-star. It will be in that conversation again because he's that level of player. I love that Stan is encouraging him to play bake a bit more, you know, kind of like he did in his rookie season. Uh, and quite frankly, I don't think a coach has yet, you know, to even get the total package from him. Um, seeing Zion look leaner, you know, and more certain of his movements out there, you know, I guess with the added confidence of sort of knowing what to expect, you know, he, he looks ready to go. So with Zoe, you know, he didn't get that extension, you know, play, basically playing play, play for his supper. Uh, and JJ and Adams and Bled and Hart and your, even your boy Nikhil. Um, and I hope I didn't butcher his name, but that's the way it looks. <laughs> you know, that's honestly a pretty damn good. I don't know. You're good. Nikhil. Okay. That's, that's actually a pretty damn good rotation. And, you know, Jackson Hayes and whatnot. Uh, they've got a potential to hurt some feelings on certain nights. Give me the over. And I think they're going to be in the 36 to 40 range. I'm going to say the under mm-hmm. because I'm not sold on them keeping Bled and Adams. And I don't, like, I don't know that this is a team that's ready to compete quite yet. But then... I look at the talent, I'm like, maybe. Like, I, you know, I, I, w- I went off the rails. I took Zion round two of my fantasy draft. Okay. Brandon Ingram had a hell of an opening game. Um, they got some talent, man. I I, I want to save my Greg Popovich shade for the Spurs section, but, like, <laughs> Lonzo Ball's extension, like, I look at some of those. Ex- like, again, I don't want Lonzo Ball being my primary creator. I don't, run like, want him running on my offense, so it's great that Ingram's hopping in and, might do that for them, but Lonzo as my secondary playmaker, you know, primary perimeter defender. I like that a lot, man. And, um, you know, we're a few years removed from that Marcus Smart deal. Like, I would have been happy to give that Lonzo that 460, 470. Um, so we'll see what he gets in the offseason. I, I, I think he's I think he's going to cash in, you know, whether it's with them or not. But I absolutely think I actually, you know, think he's going to, you know, continue to play well this year for them. You know what? He In, in a lot of ways, he's point guard OG. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Can do a lot of different things. Can you know defend up, defend a lot of different positions. Yeah. Uh, you know, you know the shot. It's either here or there. But when it's when it's fallen, that that is a complete player. He's given you some confidence that he can space the floor as a set shooter. You don't really trust him to, you know, pick it up and and uh, create for himself and and pull up on his own. But um, if he gets that next level, you're feeling like he's going to be a really nice player. So, mm-hmm. I think you know. I think he might. I don't know. Again, I don't know what was on the table, but I think the Pelicans might end up seeing having to pay him more than they would if they got something done this year. Yep. Um, 
Yeah, sorry, and now I'm thinking about John Collins because we didn't have that conversation about him, but that's mm. okay. We can come back. Um, New York, 22 and a half. And 26% have over, 74% have under. Man, again, this is another one of those guys, another of those situations. I want better things for the Knicks. I actively want better things for Knicks fans. I'm excited for year two of RJ. You know, I, I think Toppin is very interesting. Uh, we'll see if what you know whether Mitchell Robinson can take that step forward and as an all around player and be the guy that they've at least spoken about him of. Uh, I think the ultimate success of this team is going to be determined by their guard play. You know, can that rotation of Dennis Smith Jr. and Rivers and quickly and and even Burks if they have the you know, three guard lineups. You know, can they consistently be effective and you know do we see growth from smith you know and, and the rookie throughout you know um i say all of that because i wanted to you know at least say some positive things <laughs> for the knicks i know that's a big if but if we see quality you know backcourt play they could be you know good for a 24 to 28 range uh you know and uh, if not then you know it's gonna be the under where, where are you sitting on them i'm gonna be under yeah I, like i'm gonna be under i i think um RJ Barrett will probably not shoot 73-100 the rest of the year. Probably not. Um, I don't know where their offense, where good offense is coming from on that team other than and Barrett. Like, that point guard rotation is if Alfred Payton being a starter for you is if Julius Randle has, is a pretty negative value player at this moment. Like, there's just not a lot on that roster. Um I would really hate, like, I think if the Rockets get desperate, there is a situation where they call New York and they get, oh boy. like, they off, they want Barrett. Like, mm-hmm. if Barrett has a couple weeks of this, mm-hmm. I think there's a situation where they ask for a couple Knicks picks and Barrett, and I really hope the Knicks say no. I want my guy to be the guy to turn around the Knicks. I don't want him to go to Houston and have to watch John Wall dribble. He's going to be so, playing with John Wall, baby. <laughs> I, I really hope that doesn't happen. Uh, I can I can yeah. see it. Yeah, it, uh, it, but officially I'm the under as well. Like yeah. even even with the positive stuff, you know, and I'm and I'm hopeful. OKC twenty three and a half. There's an twenty six point two percent say over seventy three point eight percent say under. For me, this one's pretty simple. Like there's an incentive to go under for me. Um, yeah. You know, you know, continue to develop. I I I I'd love to see you know Shea you know you. Know, you step up and you know prove us wrong and you know have them be you know, have them be world beaters, but I don't see that happening. So there, there was people being like, um, why didn't why didn't uh, why didn't Houston have to forfeit yesterday? Because like they're short guys, because all their guys went and got a haircut together, mm-hmm. and like Harden was going to a bar to support you know female entrepreneurs, and um, like these were Houston player decisions. Why wasn't it a forfeit? I think it was Dave DeFore posted a. Like a gif of someone dancing, and it was like Sam Presti when he realized it wasn't a forfeit because he wants all the else. Um, yeah, I think Oklahoma City is going to be the worst team in the West, pretty comfy, and I would be not surprised if they didn't crack twenty. Like, gonna be I the, think I was just say they're going to be the teens. My bad. Yeah, they are leading the fade for Cade Brigade this year. Yeah, um, Orlando, uh, thirty-one and a half. Man, what is it? Orlando fans are spicy. Orlando yes, fans want all the smoke. Remember when they came at you really hard last year because they got that one win? Got that one. Do you yes. remember how? Do you remember how hard they came at you over that? I, I absolutely look. It was they came at me so hard that our our our, our buddy, the John DeLorean. He was DMing me, hey, man, I'm really sorry about this. <laughs> and I told him, hey, you know, it, it, you know like the smoke comes with the fire. I, brought, I, I, I said some spicy stuff. I, I expected it. But just know this. I never forget Orlando fans. I will always be on you. <laughs> I'm here. There's, for a, you. 
there's a small part of me that sees what Jake Paul is doing with his boxing career and thinks like, man, maybe I could fight like these angry Twitter fans for money. Like maybe maybe there's a career path here for me because like some of these guys talking to me, I'm like, you would never talk to me. Like I and I and here I am enjoying your guy Anthony Davis. Mm-hmm. And I'm just positing on the timeline. Like has it reached a point? Has it reached a point where the only guy, 6'10 or taller, that has a nicer jumper than him mm-hmm. is Kevin Durant? I'm just showing some love for AD. I saw I'm just, it. I'm just, I'm just talking on the timeline. And Orlando fans are like, no, Nikola Vucevic has a nicer jumper than Anthony Davis. <sighs> Jesus Christ. And I was like, no, he come on, man. I don't want to put down Vooch. He's a nice player. He does a lot of everything. He's, he's a solid shooter for his size. But, like, he does not have the pull-up smoothness that AD does. So I was like, come on, not Vooch. And people were like, you're a fucking idiot. <laughs> like, like not, not, not just one guy. Like, seven or eight. Like, 50% of the Orlando fan base was coming for me really hard. And I was like, my God, you guys just talk the talk. But if I saw you at Magic Kingdom, you would just walk the other way, man. Hey, look, I, I, have hit, I hit somebody up one time. And I'm not, I'm not going to out that person. But they were talking <laughs> spicy about you. And I was like, look. I understand you don't like his opinion, and I do. I get it, and I know that we as a you're like I fucking hate his opinion half. <laughs> oh no 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 no! I don't know. I, I you know you know I I'm, I'm always honest with you, um, and and I said I recognize that as uh, us stupid Americans we think Canadians because they got that sweet little accent that it that that is something different. But let me tell you, you do not want to go there. Like I'm just trying to help you, bro. Like don't don't do this. Don't go there. And I mean, you know, I mean no offense by to me, yo, by saying sweet accent, like but down here, folks will make fun of y'all and think that y'all are soft because we get an A and and, and and because you drop a U up a U in, in certain words with that don't make any sense. Don't don't get it twisted, folks, man. Don't don't, don't let's not let silly you know, silly timeline business you know get you know, uh, cast checks that we can, or write checks we can't necessarily cash. It's just it's just wild, man. It's just wild. Like every once in a while, like you'll just go a week. You'll be tweet. I'll be tweeting some polls. I'll be tweeting some basketball. I won't think nothing of it. And then I'll say that I think like literally the controversy was that I think Anthony Davis has a better jumper than Nikola Vucevic, and people were like swearing like you're a fucking idiot. You should never talk about basketball again. You should have your check removed. All oh, this stuff. I'm God. just like man, yeah. come on now. Like so ridiculous. It, it's um, it's not that serious, and it's also not true. Like Orlando, but also France. like so. free free business idea. Like seriously, like I would pay you know a twenty dollar paper if, if you got like NBA Twitter feuds. Like if you you host the first one in Temecula, you get me a card of like you know ten heavy fingered NBA Twitter users, and they actually have to defend themselves in a ring after typing mm-hmm. typing spicy. For like I would watch that. I would happily watch that. You, I might even participate in it. You give know me a little DraftKings action. Like, give me the little Chuck bit that he has for FanDuel. Give it to me for Draft. I'm in. I'm interested. I'm not joking with you when I say this. When things are safe to even consider things of that nature again, that, look, it, it may not blow up, but I have a feeling that there's an audience for it. I have a feeling that NBA Twitter, damn sure, and you know the matchup that I want. And I, Oh, I know what you, I know what you want. <laughs> Especially since... This is the thing. A lot of folks on it be you know, on here, you know, just regular sized dudes, whatever. People don't realize Josh is like six five, is like a six five lumberjack, and the guy that he hates is like a six three lumberjack. <laughs> so that would be is he, is he ex military? I don't know. Oh if yeah, I want yeah, that yeah. One. He's, he's ex navy. 
Like that's yeah, what I'm saying. I, like you, you, you might not want the business on that one. Just like the guy see, that was talking that mess to him really didn't want it. See, sometimes I see. That's what I mean. Like I don't just, I'm just preaching and be a hypocrite. Like <laughs> if, if if I know that I can't be talking spicy, I just block and run. Like, that, <laughs> that's real. You got, you got to know, no, no one to hold them, no one to fold them. Hey, um, be real or get folded. <laughs> and see, like this is why you listen to that pod because we started the Orlando over under. We didn't even get to it, and we talked about fighting Magic fans for money. So, um, <laughs> okay, fine. Magic under. Happy for Mark Hill. Glad you got paid under. There we are. <laughs> yeah, under two. I like. And again, I my dream is that Aaron Gordon gets to go to a different team. So I don't know. Like this, yeah. and I also feel like in preseason, like I liked Cole Anthony. I feel like he's an underrated, um, talked about pick, and I think he can contribute. And then I look at Fultz, and I'm like. I'm happy you got that deal because it didn't look like he was going to have that deal and everything with his trainer and Philly was such a mess. But, like, I don't know that he's worth that money. So, yeah. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Um, Philly, 44 and a half. Uh, where were the fans on it? I, I, I'll be honest. I'm, I'm kind of stuck on this one. I'm, I'm interested in your opinion on them. Because, I, like, for one, what's that? what are they going to look like? Is this what the roster is going to be? Are they going to split those guys? You know, I, I don't know. I'm going to go over. Okay. I'm I'm going to be a believer. I'm going to say uh, that the fans have it 64.3% over, 35.7% under. I'm going to go over. I feel like the spacing is going to make a difference. Um, nice. I, like I, I think this is the year where I'm a little bit more bullish on them. Um, I, I still think Embiid or Simmons being the guy that they build around is better, but this is the first time they have a team around those two that makes some sense. If they keep them together, I, I, I'll take that ride with you. I'll absolutely take that ride with you. It's just the uncertainty that you know. I, I, I again, I want the, I want the, the, you know, the big deal to be done so that we can just see, you know, you know, fully see where everybody's going to be. If they can stay healthy, you, I, I would love to be there. You know, I, I, I think, in fact, last year I think I picked them to come out of the East over, over Milwaukee, and you know, clearly, you know, clearly neither one of those things took place. But uh, ah, man, all right, fine. I'll act. You know what? Here's one. I'll take the under, so we can have a couple of them that we're, you know, that we're off on. Okay, so I'm over your under. Yeah. I really thought I would be alone on over Minnesota, Minnesota, but you came with me. So hey, you know um, some rides are worth it. Phoenix, um, thirty-nine and a half, seventy-one point one percent say over, twenty-eight point nine percent say under. I believe. I think they're going to win forty-four, forty-five games. I think Phoenix is that good. I, I do. I, I I think they're in the playoffs, not you know not playing for the play-in. I think I think they're the thirty-nine. So I want to. Okay. But I, I I feel like I want them to I don't know man, this is this is probably the toughest one. Audience has a seventy one point one percent over twenty eight point nine percent under. I'm gonna go over two, but like I feel really dicey about this one. I get it. Um, Portland forty and a half, sixty two point six percent say over thirty seven point four percent say under. Slightly over for the regular season, but I do not believe that they're a finals team. If some have suggested, uh, you know, I, I, I think we get MVP level Dame, you know, eventually. Uh, I think they figure out the rotation, figure out the balance, balance and minutes, you know, between Rocco and you know, you know, Carmelo and you know, some of the guys there. Uh, and I think they have a positive regular season. So I, I'm good with going the over, but I just don't see them as the as the world beaters that some other folks have, uh, you know, projected. Yeah, I'm gonna say under. I, I I think that Robert Covington's slightly overrated. I think he's a good ad for them. But I think he's slightly underrated. I don't think you know, I think Kevin O'Connor was tweeting about like 
Nurkic hasn't been the same guy. Mm-hmm. He doesn't move like he used to move. And I honestly don't think Damian Lillard can play any better than he played last year. Yeah. Like, I don't think Dame can get, I don't think at 30, Dame can get any better than he got last year. Like, he was unreal last year. And they still were fighting to make the playoffs. And so, yeah, I got them under, man. I, I don't know. I don't know where the Blazers being title contenders came from. Was that just a Barkley thing? No. No, no. There, 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 are, there were several people that at least initially said that they could be a top two or three seed. And then it, it, you know how the momentum goes. You know, one guy said it, then another guy said, yeah, you know, hey, I really like those additions too. And it's it felt it felt like there were several others that were out there saying it. Barkley just went over the top like, yeah, I guarantee. And you know what, <laughs> honestly... Honest to God, Barkley, please, grand or something? please put that money on something more important. Like, hey, yeah. you know, I know pocket watchers. Ah, please put that money on something more important and significant because Jesus Christ, that's a waste. <laughs> like, I did, was it a hundred grand they make the finals, or hundred grand they win? I think it was to make it, but either way, still, yeah. Oof. Um, Sacramento, twenty-eight point five, twenty-nine percent have over, seventy-one percent have under. I could see them being in this range, honestly. They they do have some contributors, and you know I I love them. You know you like to troll, you know Houston fans and a couple other fan base, especially Lakers fans and whatnot. I like trolling Kang's fans because the the truth of the matter is I don't have any animosity towards them, but they hate me, and, and it's fun. But they have some. They got contributors. You know Fox. You know love him or hate him. You know he, I think he's going to be effective. Harrison Barnes looks good, but he healed Bagley. Uh, I was today years old, by the way, when I found out that Jabari was also a Jabari Ali, a, a fellow. Jabari. Barry Ali, uh, but you know, once he's back healthy and available, we'll see what the, you know. We'll see where he is. I think over and right around thirty is is is, is possible for the Kings. We'll we'll see where Jabari Parker is. Yes, <laughs> he's he's on the bench as the tenth man. I you know what I mean. I'm saying we'll see what he has to contribute once he's healthy. That, that's all. Okay. That's all. <laughs> uh, six points in in fourteen minutes a game. Uh, but <laughs> like, hey, we're talking about the Kings, and I was mentioning rotation. If we haven't guys. given up on Andrew Wiggins, like we're, I, I, I mean, if we're giving up on Andrew Wiggins, we're long giving up. On oh, Parker. wait a second, timeout, different conversation. Andrew Wiggins is a is a is a basketball player that is making thirty million dollars a year. Again, pocket watcher. Pocket they went watch. one. They went one two in the same draft. Yes, yes, yes. But I, well, but well, I guess my expectations for Parker. Get, you know, you know, immediately diminished. Uh, you know, upon seeing him in the league, whereas Andrew Wiggins, I was still on Wiggins Island for a, a good three, four years before I, you know, fig- figured, okay, I better go ahead and swim and try to figure it out. So wait, you're over, you're over on Kings then? I'll take the over. I think they can get okay. to right around thirty. I think Jabari they can riding with Jabari. That's okay. right. Uh, no, no, I'm, a fellow Jabari Ali. That's important. I, I'm under. <laughs> I'm tired of. I'm tired. Tired of small market teams telling me they had to pay guy more money than they're comfortable paying him. I don't think, you know, that whole buddy's heel situation is totally fixed. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm under. Okay. Uh, Spurs, 29.5. Uh, 35.4% say over, 64.6% say under. We're going to be on opposite sides of this, and this is going to be a fun one. Uh, I'll take the over. You know, while I may not think that they're, you know, possible perennial contenders from back in the day, uh, I don't think this is a lottery team this year. DeMar and LaMarcus are in contract years. Um, you think wa- they're a playoff team? I do. Um, Demar, Demar, in, in the play, play maybe the play-in situation, but with with both Demar and Lamarcus playing for playing for contracts, uh, I'm watching for Lonnie Walker to take a step. Uh, you know they've got their usual cast of contributors. You know the, the 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 types of guys that they always have. I'd like to see them get another score for a second half push, and 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 if they do get another score, you know especially for the rotation, it doesn't necessarily have to be a starter. Uh, I think they could be a playoff team this year. So I'll, I'll I'll take the over. Yeah, I'll take the under. I don't know what's going on there. Like. 
Lonnie, Kelvin, Devin Vassell. Um, they just paid Derek White four seventy three. Yeah, Amazing that, that the guy that Pop Pop wanted over De'Aaron Fox and Trey Young is making a lot less money than either of those guys. Weird <laughs> how that happened. Well, um, I mean, it's it's by productivity. <laughs> Greg Greg Popovich didn't want to pay uh, Team USA's shining light. Like I blows my mind. Blows I, my mind. Well, you you saw how you saw how he played, man. Come on, like <laughs> you, you saw what this was. <laughs> this this man chose Trey Young. And this man chose Derek White over Trey Young and De'Aaron Fox he did on the USA team that embarrassed that he embarrassed you. I would have been so embarrassed did they to watch that team in USA the seven? team last summer. Did, did they end up in yeah, seven place? Yeah. Woof. Woof. Um, well, guess what? Yeah. Your, Spurs, your Spurs, damn it, they might end up in seventh this year. Here we are. <laughs> like how many times they've done that? Quite a few times last year. I think they've been seventh like three times in the last five years. Yeah. We'll see. Um, we'll see. I don't know. I'm not with it. I don't think they're in the playoffs for sure. I honestly wanted to take the over, but I just also wanted to throw I know. dirt on their name. So, uh, like, I think 31 sounds about right in missing the playoffs, but, like, I don't think they're getting in the playoffs, man. Um, Toronto, 42 and a half. This feels like a group that may take about a third of the year to you know fully come together as guys adjust to new roles and additional expectations. But you know, uh, you know, Boucher looked great last night at least, at least for a stretch. Uh, it, let me ask this: Is OG that guy? And you know what I mean when I say that. Is he that guy? Uh, no. Like he's not. Then, sl- I, then like, slightly under. Like OG's really good. I think that Toronto did amazing that extension. I think he would be worth twenty plus in the next off season. But at the same time, I don't think he's the triple drive pull up threat, um, X factor offensive. I don't think he takes that next step that Raptors fans really really want him to take. So yeah, I'm gonna say under. Okay. Oh, we're both there. I I, I thought I thought you were gonna you know earn that flag back into your bio. No. <laughs> like this again. Like I thought the Hawks would be, be higher this year. So I yeah, I got I got to go under. No, um, no. Utah forty one and a half, sixty two point seven percent say over, thirty seven point three percent say under. So it's funny. I'm gonna be guilty of you know what you of what you just said. I'm okay with you know good good for Gobert Gobert getting you know getting paid. I I do think it makes sense, especially in that particular market and for that organization to you know lock in their own stars. So zero shade there. You know with Bogdanovich back and healthy. You know Mitchell continues to produce at a high level. You know they got my six man of the year prediction. You know uh, yeah, guy J C. He looks good. I'm comfortable with the over for the Jazz. Not significantly over, but like right around that you know 42 win range. I think they. You know, they, they can settle. Yeah, I'm gonna go over two. I think this is a good regular season team. Yep. Um, yeah, I think that, I think they're gonna be better this year. And I like I, I like their core for the most part. Um, yeah, despite you know certain Utah fans. What is it with what is it with the uh, bloggers with the name Ben? Just like <laughs> I hope it, I hope that Bens are getting paid by the teams that they cry for on the timeline. Um, did you did you get into it with Sir Dalzit? Yeah. Oh, I, I didn't see it. Now I have, and my now I my comment was like wasn't even like negative. It was like, man, that's a lot of money. Like most money for a center ever. Like that's a lot of money oh. for a guy that we're still not one hundred percent sure you can ride with in big moments in the playoffs. It was like pretty much my comment. Mm-hmm. I was like, that's it. And then I accidentally did the math to be thirty seven percent, which is impossible instead of thirty five percent. And that well, you're an idiot. You're creating false numbers. You're oh. you're making things up to slander to, them. To make it worse, got it. I'm like, man, I was the guy who was pushing for Rudy Gobert to be an all star like four years ago. Like there, just, there's an old southern saying that hit dogs holler. 
there's just nothing there's it, it sucks that you can't like get credit with fan bases like I was here for you before you guys thought you were something. You you only uh, get credit if you are being if you are saying positive things. Honestly, like like think yeah. about it, Josh. You know, I call myself a Hollywood Homer, and I have Lakers fans, Lakers fans that will accuse me of being the biggest piece of shit anti Laker person ever if I just don't go along with whatever their you know, whatever their you know, their deal is. I mean, it, it it's always going to be the case. It just is. Um, we have two left because I messed up the thread initially when I was doing this and replied to Denver, sort of. So Denver is actually our, lot, our last team. Okay. But we still have Washington and Denver. So Washington, 32.5, 69.3% say over, 30.7% say under. All right. I'm going to throw something out there. It's not going to happen. Uh, it's going to piss off, surely, uh, producer Varun. Uh I think that this could be a situation where if you know, you already you already move Wall in this offseason, if you could get a nice package for Beal, you could then go ahead, see what you have with Rui, see what you have with Denny, let Russ, Bertans, and whoever you get back, along with the assets, obviously, you know, like uh, in in a in a you know, a deal for Beal, and let them do a lot of the heavy lifting and 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 kind of go from there. I think this is a rare situation, specifically because you know you know uh, specifically because of the you know the the Russ situation, that you can get away with that. That you actually could get away with that and 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 struggle a little bit, especially if 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 it's a positive deal. Again, I don't think it's going to take place because, like you kind of alluded to, now that you got Brody and Beal, you might you know they're they're likely going to see what they have there and at least try to make a playoff push. But I would personally, I would personally consider it, especially if you can get a favorable or a deal that works out for you, you know, moving forward. Um, I think I'm still going to take the under. I think I think you know together they'll be right around 500, and you know I would love for them to prove me wrong and make and make Wizards fans happy. With you switching on the Minnesota pick, this is the first time on the whole list where I have the over and you have the under. I'm going to go over. Okay. I think that they're going to be better. I like Denny Adia. Adia. How do I say? Oh man, I get this right. Adia. Is it Avdia? Avdia. Avdia. Oh my goodness, man! I'll have to like hear, people, hear it people on, were trying to help me out with this in the timeline. This is the hardest time I've ever had with a name. I feel like how Charles Barkley feels like with every name. But it's new. Um, but it's new, and you know, it's not like we got to see him. You know, you're, you're playing in college or anything like that. I think it's Denny of Dia. Okay. Okay. I think it's Denny of Dia. So if I still got that wrong, let me know. But if I got that right at the end, don't hit me up. I worked through it. I worked through it. Hey, there we go. Um, but yeah, I, th- I think like this is actually a good fit. Like I think that the expectations are like if we get to the playoffs, we'll be happy. I don't think there's a lot of pressure on Russ. He gets to do what he wants. Beal gets to be, you know, go back to being the secondary guy. I like Denny. I think Rui's a good fit. I think I think they're kind of sneaky talented versus where they were. I I look. It's not like I have anything against them, and I hope that you're right because I you know. Most basically, most of the Wizards fans. While yes, some of y'all can be sensitive. Most of y'all are awesome, so uh, I'm here for it. Um, Denver Nuggets last team, forty four and a half, seventy four and a half percent say over, twenty five and a half percent say under. 
you, you know, I've kind of been you know doing this for each team. For me, this season is kind of determined by you know the continued evolution of Porter Jr.'s game and whether Jamal Murray can bring it consistently. Um, I got I caught flack for you know even even mentioning him being in a you know most improved player conversation, you know from folks and you know uh, S. You know I got love for you and some of the other folks I got love for y'all too. But the reason why I put him in that conversation is because I do need to see it consistently and for Denver to finally take the next you know take the next step or continue to take the next step. I shouldn't say finally because. Because this is still early on, and you know, or, you know, right there in the process. I think they need that from him. They need that that bubble level play from him on a you know fairly consi- you know consistent basis. You know what I just realized? I ride Jamal the way that you ride AD, and that's probably just going to be a thing. I'm going to take the over, but I really would like to see you know you know see that level from Jamal over the course. I'm going to go under. I'm going to go under because I think I think they they're not quite as deep. I don't think Jeremy Grant's this world beater. People really thought he was worth that money. I don't think he's worth that money. But, like, I think they will miss him. I don't think Jermichael Green is as nice as... NBA Twitter loves Jermichael Green. Yeah, they, they do. think he's, like, really special. I don't think he's quite that. I think Paul Millsap's dropped off. I think the growth of Michael Porter Jr. means more minutes, and that defense becomes even shakier. Mm. More important than, than even Michael Porter Jr., like, what if Gary Harris could just get back to who he was in years three and four when he was averaging like 15, 16, 70, whatever it was a game, shooting 40% from three. Like the guy went from being a 40% three-point shooter for two years, and then he just he hasn't been able to hit a three for three years. And he's just not the same guy since the injuries. And like, man, Gary Harris is disappointing because if Gary Harris was the guy they thought he was, like this plus defender, this three and D guy who could do more, they would be so much nicer. But, I, I, I'd feel a lot more comfortable with my prediction if, he, if we see some semblance of that this year as well. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to take, take the under. I think that'll be about 42 wins. So we'll see. I can see it. Um, that's going to wrap us. That's all 30 over-unders. If you strongly disagree, if you think you could give me hands, um, <laughs> if you got any other feedback, let us know. As always, like, rate, subscribe, review, and we'll get you on the next spot.